serious. Yeah, it was. We're not going to tell you what it was, though. Hi, it's everyone. People. Hi. Already, right off the bat, sniffle sniffles. This is going to suck. Yeah, if we're going to have to listen to your snot the whole time, no I'm one's so going to like sorry. this. I know. I'm so sorry. I'll try and keep it on a minimum. I should probably be apologizing. I'm technically the one who got you sick, but I got sick, I believe, from nieces and nephews, so it's their fault, dirty fucking kids. Welcome to the Couple of Critics Podcast. Welcome <laughs> to you all. My name is Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are two people. We're also married. And you are also people. And thank you for tuning in. Yeah. We like to review things and talk about them. Yes. You probably already know this by now. Hopefully. I'm going to sound terrible this time. Yeah, you also need to get a better attitude. You need some energy. I do. You need some pizzazz. Let's pep it up. Blah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that. All right, so we are here <laughs> for you. Sure. I think we're here for us. I'm here for me. Okay, so if this Please is... Please like me. I mean, this is a you week, so that does fit into the category of being about you up in your shit. Before we talk about me, Michelle, you were sick first, as you said before. I say we talk about being sick for a second and well, how much it blows. I brought up that I thought I was getting sick on the last episode. Yeah, you did, didn't you? I did. And I got really sick. Then lo and behold, you were correct. And then you got sick, but you never get down quite as bad as I do. No. I think I get, I go a little deeper into the sickness. Like uh, disturbed? You're yeah, I thought, I, I thought about when I said that, but I'm not really down with it. <laughs> and that's what I assume the meaning of that song is. It's not about where you are location-wise. It's about what you're cool with, and I'm not cool with the sickness. It's I get sick too often. It's never cool. I'm never okay with it. Why you get sick often, it's more... I think It I, wasn't this kind of sick, though. No, this was like a bad cold. You were laid out. Yes. For at least a day, maybe two. Usually. Yeah, and then I, I just pushed myself and still forced myself to go to work, even though I was absolutely miserable. And now I'm recuperating myself. Yeah, but you luckily uh, had your worst over Yesterday. the weekend. Yesterday so. was the worst day. It wasn't too bad, though. I still just... All I did was sit on a couch and then sleep a little bit. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Yeah, we both took a nap. It was nice. So that's where we're at. But not so together. that's why you're going to hear sniffles occasionally because I'm going to forget. I'm still a little congested. We're both definitely congested. So if you don't like the sound of snot, sorry. Turn it off. If you do, <laughs> we've got some. We got it for you. <laughs> for mm, you. Mucusy. All right. As you said, it was my week. And my week is the first Frank Zappa album of this podcast. I'd like to call it our week. Our week because it is an album that you also enjoy. Yeah, but this is, uh, you know, this is something I'm very familiar with. It wasn't my choice, but it's something I know very well front to back. Very well. Cool. Do you want to get started listening to it? Sure, if you're ready. I'm ready. I don't have a lot of banter right now. Because you got sick brain? I got sick brain, yeah. 
Plus, it's Monday. We're doing this a day later. It's in the evening. I just ate a bunch of cherry thinglings because I'm a gluton. Oh, yeah. There's a cherry thingling going on. Oh, the cherry thingling shit that happens in Batesville, Indiana. You're talking shit about it, but you love them. I'm not talking any shit. I said the shit that goes oh, on. Okay. I thought you were saying the. No. Sorry. My no. mistake. Yeah. I talk shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't like things that uh, bring other people joy. That's not true. <laughs> Gatherings. That That's not people, true at all. You did do, go on the fake skating rink. Yeah. Okay. So they brought in. I don't even, They just called it a skating rink, right? Yeah. And in, they called it ice skating. And from the pictures we were looking at, it looked like they took yoga mats. Like those foam yeah, those mats foam. that you can block together. Yeah, the interlocking mm-hmm. foam yoga mats. It looked like one of those, like a bunch of them put together. And then from the pictures, it looked like they just, I don't know, put down some sort of... Like sprinkled snow on top snow, or something? <laughs> like ice, I don't know. But it turns out it's just a big, thick hunk of plastic, like hard fucking plastic. Like a plexiglass almost? Like what do you think the... I would say like weird. a cutting board. But it was really Like a plastic smooth. cutting board. A really a smooth, smooth cutting board. cutting board. But it was the interlocking things like the mm-hmm. yoga mats. And we're watching these motherfuckers. And they're all just scooting around with a foot. Like... Beep, 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 I mean, this is beep, technically beep, beep, geared for children more. Shouldn't be. So they're... They all sizes of shoes. A lo- well, that's true. Because they did go up to a size 12. But there, it was mostly... Children and like parents holding children's hands, so yeah, and they were just more stepping because people didn't want to fall. <laughs> yeah. And a girl broke her arm. Really? Yeah. Remember, uh, Pam told us that a girl broke her arm on Friday night. I don't think I could hear. Yeah. Much of what she was saying. Oh yeah, a girl because of down. the music. It was kind of loud. So anyway, it's hard plastic, and you can actually skate on this shit. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I thought these people were just. I thought they were putting around because you couldn't skate on it. And then I get on it and I skated. It's slick. I literally well, skated. It I was didn't awesome. get on it, but I could, I mean, I felt it. It's not slick to the human touch, but when you get those blades on of the old, uh, what would you call them? What the fuck are they called? The skate shoes? Blades? Oh, what the hell are they called? I don't know what they're called. Skating shoes. Boots? Skating boots? When you put the skating boots on, then you can fly on it. You can, I mean, it wasn't like ice, which you said you've never... But you could fly. You've never... Uh, I've never ice skated. ice skated. I've never been able to rollerblade successfully, and I haven't... I was okay with, uh, roll, with roller skating, but I didn't really have... I had my own pair of roller skates once when I was very young, and very shortly after I got them, because they were probably used, I grew up pretty poor, um... The front two wheels on one of them just kept rolling, and I stopped. (laughs) And I didn't have roller skates anymore. Not until I was taken to the roller skating rink in Greensburg. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I had a birthday party there. Maybe even two. You lucky son of a bitch. Oh yeah, I was a spoiled little boy. I went to a couple, but I was never really th- I was never thrown birthday parties, not that I remember too much. I think I wasn't thrown too many either. Or at all, I remember. Really. Honestly. <laughs> not until I was an adult did I throw one for myself. Oh, sad. But we definitely had one there. I remember 
Remember Tom McGlanablan had a party there once, and then I was like, I want my party there too. And you could, uh, you could pay for, you could pay for people to put in jail, mm-hmm. which was just like the corner of the room that they sectioned off with two by fours, basically. I feel like someone bought that and opened it up again recently. Are you? I feel serious? like I've been seeing pictures. But oh there might be a God. roller skating rink only 20 minutes away from us. That's oh, open. yeah. So if that's the case, we need to, Fuck yeah. to check this shit out. You know I'm all about check skating in any forms. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But the story I wanted to tell about the skating rink of my birthday party was uh, Nikki P. Mm-hmm. Skating up to Aunt Pam while... Uh, What's that fucking song called? It's Raining Men is playing. Okay. And he, he looks at Pam and goes, this is Homer Simpson's favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And Pam remembered that forever. Well, She's sp- like, that kid's awesome. <laughs> Going back to being sick, actually, Sniffles. Yep. Um, during the last episode, there was this thing that was said where I thought Sam was saying Ludicrate. And oh, he was yes. saying Ludicrate. And I was so fucking sick and felt so fucking bad when I had to record that. The Ludicrate ad. The Ludicrate ad. I was so upset that I got myself into that and had to do it. And like, I was very angry through the whole thing. I messed up a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) I had no patience for it whatsoever. I should have taken footage of you. Oh God, I would. So I apologize that that wasn't what I wanted it to be on the last ad break. Ludicrate. Ludicrates can come back. I mean, I be that great from Ludo. In podcasts, you don't just, I mean, they do multiple commercials for the same ad all the time. You know, stamps.com commercials I've heard. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Almost every podcast for a chunk of time. Except for us. I, I I was talking about real podcasts. Oh, real ones. Gotcha. (laughs) Podcasts. Check. Uh, Yeah. So we listened to an album. Well, I listened to an album. <laughs> God damn it, it's already being brought up. <laughs> well, it's pretty, I mean, it's almost have, like you didn't participate in the podcast <laughs> at all. I have done something bad, but I don't feel bad about it because I know this. You should feel bad because this can't happen again, sir. All right, it won't happen again. Okay, that's probably not the truth, but it, it can't won't. happen again. It won't. Okay. I don't think there's an album out there that I know this well that I really didn't have to listen so, to it. So, what did you do, bad boy? I didn't listen to this album once Not this Not one week. time. He didn't listen to it one fucking time. And I was sick, so I didn't listen to it as much as I would have wanted to and should have. I didn't listen to it today, which I should have, but... Again, I'm also very fucking familiar with this album, but still, not one time is... That's bad. At least one time. One fucking time. I agree. I agree. But in the slim defense of myself, there's none. There was a time where I could play almost every song in this album on the guitar. I know almost every word on this album, which we both know. I don't know words to albums. And I might know every single word to this album. So this is a rarity. So I won't do it again. Hand up to the, the critic god. Uh, who we don't have. The critic dog. <laughs> the critic god the, dog. The dog. The critic D-O-G. The god. I won't do this again. I am guilty this time. I beg your forgiveness. <laughs> well, we'll look. see what happens at the end of the episode, if you get my forgiveness or not. Okay. I, I have to think about this. That's fine. You can see how well I review it. Yeah, because I didn't even find this out 
until um two, early, not two that days long ago. ago. Well, no, I had known, but I assumed that you would listen to it once. <laughs> it wasn't until we got home from work and I had found out that you still have not listened to it one time. I And you're like, I was going to listen to it six times today, but I chose not to listen to it one time at all. <laughs> But in my defense, no, the choices. They were all choices. <laughs> These were choices made. So we listened to a Frank Zappa album. Yes. Uh, I'm laughing. Yes. I'm a Frank Zappa album. That I mean, I don't know if this is going to encroach on the... If I talk about why I chose this album, that doesn't ruin the ending, right? I don't remember no, what the questions fine. are. I chose this... Sorry about that. We can still... I mean, yeah, it's fine. We'll embellish later if I have to. Whoa. Well, no, not even that, but just Sam's. say I already talked about it. I'm trying to move and make a ton of noise so I can get in a better position. <laughs> Accomplished. I'm trying to move and make a ton of noise. So. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> that was not me at all. So I chose this album in particular. Well, I chose Zappa because I just fucking love Zappa. Mm-hmm. And you love Zappa too, so it works out. I chose this album because if it if I were to get a person into Zappa, if they're like, Sam, what should I start with? Because it's a very daunting thing there looking so at the discography albums. of this man. Yeah. You don't know where to start. It's very hard to know where to start. And I don't remember what the first Zappa stuff I heard was. I know that, and I feel like it was before you or when we were like talking to each other, but I don't know that we were talking about Frank Zappa because I know that I was still working at La Rosa's. Okay. And I know that I, I was really into downloading songs at that time. And I was like, okay, Frank Zappa, like things that I should know. And I was downloading Frank Zappa songs and was, I feel like I was familiar with some Frank Zappa songs before you and I actually got together. Huh? I think I remember... But we started listening to it more, t- way more together, and it actually became a thing. Yeah. It wasn't something... I'd say we grew into Zappa together, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I would sing Jewish Princess to Jackie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Roses, so... Oh, yeah. I remember going to Best Buy and buying uh, Chic Your Booty. Mm-hmm. And we listened to it on the way back. Yeah. And it has some ridiculous fucking lyrics in it. That was the first album that you bought of his. Uh, I do believe so. Mm-hmm. And then I think that someone let me borrow a best of. I think Spade, Big Spade. I think he let me borrow a best of because I remember songs like San Bernardino. And that was, you know, I hadn't listened to that yet. That sounds right, actually. I had a version of San Bernardino. I had a version of... Uh, um, my guitar wants to kill your mama that you and I weren't familiar with. Okay. I remember that, which now I know all of them, so I can't remember which one was which. Yeah, it's so hard to because go back. I think the one on the best far. of is the 50s one that's like, bum, 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 da, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's got that 50s sound to it that Frank would do every once in a while. But anyway, I got off on a tangent. Yeah, I, well, I don't think this. you've even said the album. It's apostrophe. Apostrophe. And guess, take, take a guess that. Which number album this is that of his releases? I feel like you may have told me, but I did. But I isn't it? Oh, you wouldn't remember. Okay, I do remember. So is that fair? I do Go remember. For it. What is it? It's eighteen, isn't yeah, it? It's number eighteen. Yeah, 
Released on March 22nd, 1974. So, I mean, and that's, yeah, 74. And he was releasing albums until he, I mean, he probably released at least an album every year, if not more. Yeah, and two at times. Yes. So that's why it's so overwhelming to... Well, and that's to figure out what to listen to? Yes. Yeah. But a lot of times, this, he would repeat the songs, but he would do extended or like different versions of the same songs uh-huh. and then mix it in with a different song. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I mean, they rework a version of the song to where it's almost unrecognizable except for the lyrics. Or it is pretty recognizable. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like it was too. always a different song every single no. time. Um, he but, would also, uh, but he wrote music constantly and put oh, out yeah. what? What is it like ninety some albums have, or something? Eighty some, ninety some albums. I don't really know the official count because you have they count the uh, posthumous. Is that how you say it? Posthumous. The they count those albums, and those are released by like the Tweezel Family Trust. Mm-hmm. Or the so not the Dweezel family the trust. Dweezel family. That's, the, that's what it should fucking the be. The Zappa family trust. I don't know if that little thing's going on anymore. I, haven't, I, I don't haven't, know. Uh, what's the word? I haven't brushed up on my Dweezel in action. I heard that that Zappa hologram tour is happening. I don't think that they have gone public with their quarrels recently, which is the difference. I think that they've just yeah. been working because they. Were I, I, from my understanding, people weren't answering emails and things, so that's why something had to be said publicly to get publicly to get oh someone's attention. It was I think Dweezil who did it to Amit because Amit wasn't responding to anything. I don't personally know Dweezil, and I don't personally know Amit, but I know from history and just seeing them on TV and hearing both of them talk and watch interviews and. Seeing Dweezil live, I'm gonna side with Dweezil on whatever the fucking dispute was, because he was really the only dude. He's always seemed keeping m- Frank alive, more level-headed. Amit has always just been kind of annoying and he's childish. The, he's the annoying, super artsy, and he's younger, weirder one. He's just the younger yeah. kid. Yep, he probably would have had a more spoiled mentality, I would imagine, instead of being raised. Like Dweezil was and being trained like Dweezil was basically uh-huh. by his dad and taken out. And I mean, he had a real interest in it. Amit didn't really have an interest in playing music. He had an interest in uh, singing. Yeah. But he had an interest more in like having fun because his singing was not usually super serious. He was goofy and right, would yeah, be but... like try to be funny. Like he, he seemed to be more of wanting to like act or be comical. Oh yeah. He was definitely a comic guy. Making music. And Dweezil was always very music oriented. They made an album together. So I can't, I yeah, can't but say he that didn't... Um, it's not musical. He's just not as musical. Not even nearly because he no. didn't stick with it. Uh, it's true. Didn't he start writing children's books? I don't know. Something like that. It doesn't that. matter. But Dweezil's the shit. I suggest to anyone, if you can go see Dweezil play, even if it's not Frank's music, just watching him play the guitar is astounding. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty incredible. It's astounding. Easily the most talented guitar player I've ever seen. Live? Live. Yeah, I've seen a fuck ton of guitar players, and uh, I've never seen anybody pull off such technicality 
with a look of just, hey, how you guys doing? Oh, it looks like he's absolutely doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. Playing the most intricate guitar solos I've ever heard. And just a calm look on his face, smiling, smile. just, just looking around. And he just looks no at his bandmates like, hey, how's it going? Hey, friends. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, we're jamming, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just letting it live. <laughs> Let it live. All right. So let's get into this. I am going to let the first four songs play as the whole Nanook Rubs suite. It. This um was released when exactly? March 22nd, 1974. 1974. Okay. Right after Overnight Sensation. Overnight Sensation was released in 1973. Okay. And then 1974 or 5, Roxy and Elsewhere comes out, okay. which is another fucking amazing album. This is like a... Overnight Sensation was great. Yes, this is like a... A chunk of this is like a Zappa sweet spot. Like seventies mm-hmm. is like gold, 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 gold Zappa. Mm-hmm. I mean, I consider it all. Most of it all. There's gold. a lot of weird stuff that goes too far for me. It's just, but there's yeah. a lot. I mean, there's just he. I I feel like he taps into so many different genres and styles. Whether it's you know, kind of poking fun at certain things sometimes. Oh yeah, and he does that. <laughs> all he the certainly time. does. Um, but it's just, it seems like there's such an array of styles that you would have to find something along the line, I assume, that you could be into. I would think because he, he hits it, he hits soul, he hits like an R&B kind of tone every once in a while, he hits straight up rock and roll, he hits uh, psychedelic rock, he's got a country song here and there Mm -hmm. sure it's about being harder than your husband but it's still a country song (laughs) and that's the other thing i think that might turn some people off on zappa is that his sense of humor is quite crass oh he sounds he comes across like an arrogant asshole (laughs) he's quite crass and he was an arrogant but he was but he was smart yes very smart and he knew he was smart yeah and, and we all know how that goes. But he was also a womanizer. I mean, oh. he had a he had a bad he had a bad streak. But the man's music is goddamn immaculate, if you ask me. You want to get this started? Womanizer, womanizer. <laughs> all right, the first it's the the Nanook Suite, as I call it. I think it was called that too. It's four songs all mashed into one. Starting with what I would say is one of, if not the most popular Frank Zappa song. Yeah. Well. Yes, but you gotta, you gotta take when you say that it was the most popular song because he put out a version of this whole four song suite mashed into one and like mm-hmm. cut it up and shortened it, and that was the single, the only time he ever made the U.S. charts, and he did it because of a radio guy. But the first song is oh. the, the very first track is it's the basis of the whole is thing. the basis yeah. that he yeah, is yeah. the most known for. I would say, yeah. I would say too. Like if if some people will just say don't eat the yellow snow, mm-hmm. which is the name of this song. Here we go. All around the frozen tundra. I love this fucking album. <laughs> it's got that old analog. 
my microphone just Yeah, goes. it did go out. You said the word sound. Old analog you know sound. Was an Eskimo. Frozen wind began to blow. Under my boots and around my toes. I always say that this album is the one to choose for intro people because it's the goofiest. That's the most accessible, I would say. I think the whole thing is more like accessible rock. Straightforward almost. It's just not... It's weird in its own ways, but it's not as weird as... I mean, sometimes he just goes fucking far out. Sometimes he goes just straight into noise. Yeah. As a, as a, as a Zappa man who's in love with this man, musically, I will admit, he just gets into noise sometimes, and you're just like... Yeah, you're just kind of noising for the sake of noising. Yeah, but I, I would say that he he plays around with a lot of rock and rhythm and blues. Oh, yeah. Around this time. And I'm really into the stuff like that around this time. Yeah. And music. Uh-huh. 60s and 70s rock music was uh, pretty damn good. I would agree. I mean, and obviously there were a lot of misses, but there were a lot of fucking hits. Oh, yeah. What's cool about him, too, is like... His rock and roll influence is like original soul and R&B guys. Mm-hmm. It's not like the 70s R&B and soul guys. It's like... No, because he started young. It's in the trenches, R&B kind of guys. Sweating in a bar. <laughs> Ooh. There we just moved into the second one. Titled Nanook Rubs It. Because it all is just one big long thing. Who was strictly from commercial. Oh yeah. We have performed this once all the way through, didn't we? Yes. I feel like we did on the big stage in Batesville. Yeah, the big stage. <laughs> I'll admit it's a nice sounding stage. I'll give him that. Mr. Tope. I would just never stroke his balls like he likes them to be done. He wants them stroked. He wants everyone stroking his balls. It is a nice sounding stage, yeah. As he strokes his chest. I enjoyed that. I think we could do it so much better now. I do too, but I don't believe that we would be welcome there. Oh, I didn't mean just there. I meant playing the song. Yeah. It's kind of hard to... The problem with trying to play Frank Zappa songs with other people, because you and I, we do the acoustic thing together, uh-huh. and you and I are okay with, like, oh yeah, let's do a Zappa song, we're okay with it. Yeah. It's but hard to do it with other people, because it's, 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 it's that. You are totally going out. Every time you touch... I gotta get new cable. I'm touching this part, I'm not even touching the cable. Sorry, people. Well, don't, you shouldn't move it while you're in the middle of saying something because it almost cuts out every time. All right. Do you know what you said last time? What you were just talking about? I was talking about when people go to the store and you, you look for bacon and there's no bacon, so instead you gotta buy ice cream because that's like the next thing that you gotta get. I don't remember at all. Oh, saying that it's hard to get people to play Zappa music. Because they probably don't listen to it. And then you gotta convince them to like learn this weird fucking thing. And not even that. When we've performed songs, we've performed outside and people come and they'll bring their children and they'll sit. And then we've done great googly moogly. We've done 
like my guilt guitar wants to kill your mama, which I don't think is a bad. I don't think it's intense, but I've seen a nice conservative mom kind of shriek at that before. <laughs> like it seems like there's something in a Zappa song that even though it seems very tame, it'll get someone around here. It does. It's gonna make someone uncomfortable in some way. It's definitely got an edge to it. No matter what the song is by Zappa, there's always an edge to it. Can't see. Hey, baby, Yeah, we performed this as NSG. We did. Four, four person band. We may have talked. I think we've talked thing. about NSG before. We have. With uh, two people who are not very familiar with it. Yeah. And. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was drinking a lot then, too. So I wasn't in top shape. No, but we did listen to this so much then. I listened to it so much this week. I'm going to go get that bag of cat shit that you just scooped up and uh, dump it on your head. <laughs> God, that'd be awful. If you think you're getting uh, oh. getting healthy now... You have no idea what's coming. <laughs> I always have this irrational fear that as I stand up with the bag of cat shit, it's going like catch the corner of the, the, the litter box, and it's just going like to rip and just jump all over my feet and down my pants. Go in your shoes. Oh, God. Squish in between your toes. Oh. You know exactly. I would fucking lose it. You know I'd lose it. <laughs> you just immediately hear. Oh yeah, you. Damn it! It wouldn't be. It wouldn't even be funny. It would just be scary because you would go from one to a hundred. Oh, it'd be bad. Very quickly. It'd be the redhead temper in full swig. Is that a real thing? The redhead temper. I don't know. I'm not a redhead, but I know that you have a fucking temper. I do have a temper. Does Bobby have a temper? Oh, I don't know. We're on to Why is it always, it's breakfast. always the Bobby. Because he's the next redhead I think of. My dad. Did he have a temper? If I pushed him far enough. Doesn't everybody have a temper if you push him? I feel like that's the case. That's why it's hard to judge. Doesn't everybody have a freaking yes, But I think that are. you can be a total That's asshole. Aren't we on to the third track yes. now? Yes, St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. I saw a handsome parish lady. Which is a song about a priest jerking off into pancake batter and serving it to his flock. Because that's what Frank talks about. As she abused the sausage patty. And said, why don't you treat me? Hurt me, hurt me, hurt me. Musicianship is just so awesome. Ah, good God, get off the bus. Can you imagine a dude coming to you up and be like, hey, uh, I wrote this song. Here it goes. We named our dead cat after this song. This is so hard to play. His name is Little Juan, so I would call him Little Juanzo St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. Isert, of course. Goddamn right. If there was anything current 
that sounded anything like this, I would not like it. There's definitely something that Frank did differently. It's because it's real. Yeah. Oh, there's a little space that it shouldn't have been, but on this is the last part four. It's the last quarter of the Nanook suite. And it is called Father Oblivion, which is the, uh, this is the song about whipping up the batter for the pancakes in the squawk. The night before, behind the door, a leprechaun is stroked. The night before, behind the door, a leprechaun is stroked. He stroked it. The night before, behind the door, a leprechaun is stroked. Is spot. The live version, he goes like this. He stroked his cock. He's in a mob in such a frenzy. He sang lock around the crop. And he topped it off with a... And he topped it off with a... Uh, to to expound upon you saying if you wouldn't like it if it came out now, and I said it's because it's real. There's a sloppiness to Zappa stuff, even though it's insanely tight and intricate. There's still a sloppiness to it that it makes it human still. So you, I think nowadays it would be so quantized. I don't know if you ever heard of that. In music, they call it quantizing. Where it would be put too everything, clean that it would make me feel uncomfortable. It would be too clean, and they put everything exactly on tempo. It's, it's a computer to the beats, so everything is so computerized, it doesn't, it doesn't sound human. So this, you hear a guy, listen to that drummer. That's why I'm dancing right now. It's a fucking real guy. I feel it. We'll raise a fortune back tonight. It's so light and fluffy white. We'll raise a fortune back tonight. It's so light and fluffy brown. They're the finest in the town. They're so light and fluffy brown. They're the finest in the town. Good morning, your highness. Song about pancakes. My blood is the shoes. I had oh, to do yeah. this. I had to learn all of these parts and sing these. Yeah, you were like the backup. Give snowshoes. Who the fuck says that on stage? <laughs> you do. And whoever Frank hired at the time. It's and, ridiculous. Uh, and Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. Good um, old Sheila. Yeah. He wrote that whole thing because he had a dream about being a Eskimo. <sighs> Named Nanook. Okay. I didn't know this came from a real thing. Yeah, Frank had a dream. I don't think I've ever had a uh, a dream where I've been given a specific name that I remember. Yeah, right? That's unusual I have me. a feeling Frank probably did, like, lucid dreaming. Or he just fibbed. <laughs> I could see that, too. He was a fibber. But at the same time, Frank pretty much said everything that was on his mind. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he was into lucid dreaming. He didn't do drugs. So... I'm sure he had a very vivid imagination at night. Yeah. Instead of being dulled down brain-wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo. I do. I do know what you are saying. I do know I, what you are saying. I understand what you are saying. I love that shit. I absolutely love it. It's very groovy for sure. Yeah, the whole thing. And it flows together. And I mean, yeah, it's weird and it's goofy, but it has a lot of different kinds of music in that run of four songs. Yeah, it does. There's, it's like Samba at the end. Yeah. Have we mentioned, no, that we've mentioned this at the beginning of the last 
episode, not during this one. We well, listened to the, we watched this live. Oh yeah, this entire album, front to back, performed by Zappa. By Zappa, Zappa, Zappa. Zappa. Except we were not as familiar with it then. That is correct, but we that doesn't mean we didn't see it. I'll never forget when we saw it, and I looked over during Uncle Remus, which is later, and there was a a dude probably I don't know fifty four, maybe sixties, mm-hmm. with a you know like a nice blue shirt on, like he just gotten there from the office. Yeah, and he was he had one hand in the air, like this. Uh, doing almost the Jackie Kennedy wave, mm-hmm. and then the other left hand on his chest. Oh, so it was like he was in an evangelical he was like church. A, yeah, and he was had his eyes closed, and he was seeing every single word to Uncle Remus, like he was at the church. And I just remember being like, "That guy fucking loves." This well, album. I'm pretty sure Uncle Remus is when uh, wasn't Frank on the screen singing as well. I don't remember I f- what the Frank. I thing feel like was Uncle then. Remus God. may have been one of those, so that guy was probably extra feeling it. Yeah, man, I wish we could see that again. It was so nice yeah. to have all of a sudden cut to a Frank solo. Oh yeah, and stuff like it That's was really. This, it was very nicely put together. If this Frank Zappa hologram tour happens, I'm fucking going. I have to. <laughs> like, I know it's fucking cheesy. I know it may not be very good. But fuck, I have to. Well, you said that this... Okay, so this album was his 18th album. Yes. So according to Genius, as it was released in 1974, it was his first song to hit the charts. Yes. At 86. 86. (laughs) (laughs) Number 86. Yeah. Poor poor Frank. Yeah. Well, he didn't make music to... No, not at all. To get chart hits. He made it to get it out of his brain. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember there was an interview where he's talking about how I think he's on David Letterman and they say, he's like, oh, you got this new classical album out? And he's like, oh yeah, I paid for this one to be made. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah, yeah, you did. Nobody makes a classical <laughs> album thinking they're going to make money no. in 1980. No. That's why uh, I liked him because he just he did not give a Fuck, he just made what he wanted he to He was very honest, but he was very cynical and very oh, sarcastic. Oh, yeah. Everything was a joke. I, you watch that Saturday Night Live that he hosted, and it is rough. And he was one, he's one of the people on the list who were never allowed to come back and host again. <laughs> I, I understand, because from a, a professional side of things, you're an actor. You do this every week. You let the guy in, and he just shits on the whole thing Mm -hmm. you don't have to be here get the fuck out if you don't want to be here get the fuck out but he stayed and did he i guess i gotta look more into it i wonder if he was cool all week and everybody no because i read that they all wanted him to do drugs with him oh really yeah huh and then they wrote a skit about it it's in the saturday night live skit where they're like hey frank man you want some cocaine i think i remember that no and he's acting all like overacting as much as possible mm-hmm. because he's just making fun of the whole thing. Oh, There's yeah. a part where he's even like, I'm reading the cue cards now. Blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, dude. That's when Frank is like, dude, you're just being a fucking prick. Yeah, just calm down. No, oh, yeah, calm he was down. definitely an asshole sometimes. Calm down. Well, All let's right. jive on with that cosmic debris. Yeah, let's do this one. And then I want to take a break because this would be side one of the vinyl. So I figured that would be appropriate. 
cosmic debris. There are parts of this song that I use to warm up my voice. The mystery man. Really? I love this song a lot. And this song is killer. I'm out of sight. He said for a nominal service charge, I, I could reach Nirvana, Nirvana tonight. If I was ready, willing, and able to pay him his regular fee. You think he let people improvise a lot, too? Like put him in a, you know, stay in this key, stay in these note ranges, but you can add little frills and things to it if you'd like. I assume so. I assume he was someone who took ideas from other people and called them his own. I don't know, he always he always introduced them on stage. I was kidding. Yeah, sure, I'm sorry. But he did always introduce them on stage. He's always his name is just as big on the inside of the sleeve as theirs, even though his name is very big on the front. <laughs> But they, uh, there's those stories of where he didn't pay the mothers. Mm-hmm. And he just, while they were on tour, he kept them fed and stuff. And at the end of the tour, they were owed a bunch of back pay. He was like, I, I don't have it. You can keep your instruments. <laughs> so, yeah. Again. I mean, if they had a free ride on a tour. Yeah, but you work all that time thinking you're going back to have money. You might not believe. You're yeah. putting in work. I understand. And all you got is your instrument. <laughs> I'm not really defending him. I'm just saying that you still got to go out and probably be taken care of while you are out. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Put up. Not expected to do that stuff yourself. Fed. Don't waste your time. Hey, Frank, guitar time. That sloppy guitar. And I guess it's not the same thing if... I guess it's different when you're just someone's band versus your name actually being, like, the band name being included on the album and whatnot. What do you mean? Like with the Mothers, for example. Yeah? Like, it was Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, so their names were up. Like there was the mothers of invention were mentioned. Yeah. Then it became Frank Zappa, who had this huge band, but it was still just Frank Zappa. Yeah. So I'm saying I understand that they I definitely deserve money if their names are on the fucking bill. Yeah. Out, so. I think they mostly Take thought they wanted money because they sold out this one hall for 30 days in a row. Up your snout. And then that band didn't get shit. Yeah, that's shit, eh? <laughs> Where'd that money go? Where the money went was into so the, it uh, Frank's the album productions. And I showed them how to do which, it in hindsight, I guess it was okay. <laughs> no. The price of meat has just gone up and your old lady has just gone down. And there's that classic Frank Zappa humor. We gotta talk over this. We're gonna get flagged. Yeah, well. Don't you know? Especially by the Zappers. 
so that part right there is what I use to oh. warm up my voice yeah. a lot. And this part too. I feel like it's especially from doing like the high part and then going in, it kind of helps me play with two different parts of my voice. Yeah, I really love enjoy that song. I've wanted to find a way to to perform it live, but one, I don't think it would go over very well. Yeah, it's hard. And two, I don't think people would enjoy it very much. <laughs> yeah, I always want people to enjoy Zappa way more than and, than and they, they ever do. And they never will. No, they never get it, and, and I, that's fine. And then I always get like, Ooh. this episode's for us. Never mind, guys. <laughs> 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 and the few people out there who actually enjoy Zappa. This is for you, my Zappa friends. And we love Zappa. This is all yeah. this is all praise. There's no uh real negative criticism as far as the music itself goes, as far as I'm concerned. This is all just praise. Praze? All right. Well I said that after that one we should take a break. Praze isn't a fucking word. Praze? Yeah, it is. I just said it. How can it how can I say it? And it not be a word. Because you're an R word. Really cool guy. Man. You got rabies. Ready to take a break? I don't have a choice. That's true. All right, we're going to take a break. Why she was totally and her old man was a marine. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Water. It makes up 70% of you. If you drink too much of it, you will die. You can drown in it. When you drink it, you taste your mouth. Jellyfish and fetuses are 95% water. It is the only substance that has three forms. Hard, soft, and invisible. Water. Take a swim in yourself. 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 This episode is also brought to you by... Me! Sam! You ever hear that beep whenever I accidentally mention his name? That's me! You know when I upload the episode so that you people can hear it? Yeah, that's me! Did you hear that music stop just now? That was me too. I also just made it go. I'm also the guy that forgot to add drums in that one bit, but god damn it, I'm trying! You're welcome, world. Oh yeah, this tomb go. This is the Bohesian Big Band. So no Frank affiliation? No, I think they're just Frank Zappa fans. Tribute. They're nailing it. Set out for soul. Set out for soul. Set out for soul. Set out for soul. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if that nailed it. Yeah, Continued. That, was a, that was a little weird there towards the end. All right, we's back. We's and who's back? Back again. Who is that? Eminem. Oh, oh boy, we've been down that road. We have, and you were not into it. No, I was not. All right, we are reviewing uh, the Apostrophe album by Frank Zappa. I say we just keep doing this. Yeah, I agree. The next track, we should go on into it. There's nothing else that uh, slides into each other like the first four tracks. No, no. They're all just standalone tracks now. Well, and so is Cosmic Debris. Yeah. Bam. But the majority of what we listened to in the beginning, you didn't just like burn me or something. Is that what you think you just did? Is that what that snap bam was? That was a... I guess, but it didn't mean that. I think it did. (laughs) I think the Frank Zapp was bringing the asshole out of you. I thought you had forgotten something. I'm aware that Cosmic Debris happened. Eccentrical Force. We're on to, I'd say, one of the weirder ones. This flashback break wasn't very long. Huh? No. What'd you say? I said this is one of the weirder songs on this whole album. I agree. This is when it gets to the experimental rock area for Frank. Corla Plankton. And then I'll watch him buff that tiny ruby that he used. He'll straighten up his turban and eject the little ooze along a one-celled ham and organism I'm, underneath my shoe. I just like the way that he uh, sings in this song. I like w- the, what he does with his voice. It's very animated. Alaskan houses, very. Probably more so than any other song on this album so far. And this song is really all over the place. It's very wild and energetic. I enjoy it. It's not like a favorite or anything, but it's definitely very experimental with different sounds. And it's done. uh, It's definitely just a real quick... It feels like he just had that bass groove. And he just wanted to say weird stuff over it. Yeah. Which he's known to do. He certainly is. Where he just he just gives his band a backing. Just play this over and over and over again, and I'll say weird things over it. Yeah. Kind of like uh, the Dangerous Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, the Dangerous Kitchen. If I if I remember correctly. <laughs> Sorry, I was not expecting. That. Uh, <laughs> makes me. If I remember correctly, the the rhythm and everything in the background is just playing a pretty standard thing, mm-hmm. and then Frank is just. <laughs> going off on a tangent with the, yeah. the dangerous kitchen. Very much so. <laughs> if it's not one thing, it's the other. If it's not one thing, it's the other. Oh. The dangerous kitchen. Except for the guitar. I don't know if you knew or remember the story. He made the guitar player uh, after the fact when Frank did all those vocal parts, he made the guitar player go and learn the exact vocal line of the guitar. You so that's why it's doubled that. onto that, which is Steve Vai. And Steve Vai is a very good guitar player. So that was Eccentrifical Force, which would have gone into Apostrophe. I should have let it go in because it's such a good transition. And we're going to go into... So there is another transitional track. Yeah, I forgot. But this is <laughs> the title track. Sam. Title track to the album. It's a fucking jammer. There's no lyrics. 
It's yeah. just a rock and roll song. Instrumental jam. Um, this is the song that Jack Bruce from Cream has right credit on. Even though he says he didn't write a fucking thing on it. If you read a Jack Bruce interview, he says, I just showed up with a cello. I heard this, he, he just wanted I to heard be this respectful. awful music. <laughs> and then he asked me to make a warg sound. So I made a warg sound and I went home. <laughs> and that's the Jack Bruce input. Well, at least he gave him his dues. I, Jack is, was very confused by it. I don't think he wanted it. I mean, he didn't think it was good. <laughs> but then Frank also has an interview where he says that Jack was hard to jam with because he doesn't like to stick to being like a bass player and just doing root notes for everyone. Yeah. So just jam on the key. And it doesn't surprise me since you hear of other guys like Ginger Baker like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Ginger. Too busy. I think Ginger Baker always called him too busy. Jack's the kind of guy who wakes stays up to see the sunrise and when he sees the top of it he runs home to tell everyone instead of staying to watch the whole sunrise <laughs> god if you oh, want to watch it. an amazing amazing music doc beware of ginger baker on netflix oh, is incredible I, I couldn't i couldn't uh What's the word? I couldn't recommend it recommend enough. Recommend it more. Oh my goodness! We've so watched good. it like three or four times. I would say more. I've put it on many times. I put it on when you were gone. <laughs> I've, I've put it on. I feel like it's something that has to be watched at least once a year. It's a. It's, it is. It's great. It is great. There's amazing drumming in it, and there's a fucking curmudgeon old man who is hilarious and violent. Very violent. An asshole. Absolute. A total asshole. asshole. He was the drummer for Cream, for example, as well as many other bands. Listen to that sloppy Frank guitar. He has this style that no one else has, where it's like he knows the notes, he's playing the notes correctly, but it's still sloppy. Kind of almost out of time sometimes, but it's not. Because he always finds time back. He does, and it's just, I don't know, it's just so rough and raw. Whereas, like, his son Dweezil is just perfect. Yeah. Frank had this weird rawness to him. Though. We're only, like, halfway through, aren't we? Of this song? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's only a 5 minute, 49 second song. Really? Yeah. It's just no lyrics, so. I'm just waiting for that drum. I've been waiting for the drum breakdown for so long that oh. it feels like. It feels like it's been longer, so I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. I was probably talking about something boring. <laughs> no, I'm just an asshole. In the spirit of Frank. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, you can't deny this I'm a this big fan of groove. it. This song is so good. I agree. And it might be people's favorite because it doesn't have any weird lyrics on top of it. That's true. Oh, and it doesn't have weird, like, ay ay sounds and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, he did. Because he was so big stuff. on just weird, also. uncomfortable, like, stuff that he thought were ridiculous that he would throw in to mock. 
Yeah. You know one of my favorite mocking things? I was going to bring us up earlier. I'm so glad you did the mock. Or even musically, he mocks things. When he shoves Louie Louie into uh, so many yeah. songs. He even, does. Even for just like a half a second, all of a sudden you'll hear it go dun 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 and then move on. And then <laughs> he's been doing it forever. It just goes back to the early, early recordings with Freak Out and then even on. I think it's because he found Louie Louie to be so dull. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. I assume it was very a very high regarded song at the time, Louie Louie. Which is why he would have had specific disdain for it. For it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely uh, fought against the mainstream. Oh yeah, for sure. Music. Very a lot of distortion in his guitar. Yeah. Very, very it. distorted on this song. I love that he played it with all sorts of different tones, too. It has almost more like a metal sound to it. Like, it's just so rock. So, so overdriven. Very, very dirty. Yeah, Which I is love the dirty it. sound that you like. He also came up with amazing just grooves. That, yeah. yeah. Do, 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 I agree. Do. It's stuck in your head. Ooh, he faded it out for me. Thanks, Frank. Uh, yeah. Did Frank do the production? Oh, end yeah. Of everything? He edited it all. All of it. Mixed it all. I mean, he might have had a guy helping him with the technical stuff of it. But Teaching him the technical he stuff? He was there for it all. He was I know he eventually a... had his own studio. Oh, he always had his own studio. Oh, okay. I mean,. I don't want to say always, but... I mean, he worked to have his own studio so he could create his own stuff, so... He was always making, so he couldn't... I think it would cost him more to rent studio time from someone he probably than just to just have it. studied people really hard and asked tons of questions when he recorded when he was younger. Yes, but he uh, attributes all of his musical knowledge, engineering, and all that stuff to the library. Hmm. Just reading books. He's like, I had a, you got a library card. I could read things for free. That's all I did. He taught himself how to read music by going to the library. Smart man. That takes a smart person to be able to teach yourself. Yes. And just read it out of a book and understand. I haven't been a musician for many years now, and I can't sight read music at all. No, I thought you could. I, I, I can sit down and I can figure it out, but I can't. There's people that you can just put sheet music in front of. Yeah. And they can just go, all right. No fucking way can I do that. Give me a day with it, and I can probably play it for you tomorrow. Hmm. But I'd have to sit down and be like, okay, EAD. I guess I've given you more credit than you deserve. Oh, yeah. No, I can just jam. I understand music. I can't read. I can read it. It just takes me a long time. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say. I guess if I practiced on it, I could. Yeah. So that's on me. I've I've been through a lot of that training, yeah. and I I didn't let it stick. I mean, I remember some simple things. Yeah. But I didn't let the hard stuff stick. Theory yeah. can be very fucking extensive. Very extensive. So every good boy does fine, and Fat Adam Cutter eats. E G B D F. 
are the names of the lines on the trouble clef. F-A-C-E. The spaces are easy. What's bass clef? I don't have anything for that. I don't know either. I don't know it. I don't remember it. I apologize. Oh, I'm a terrible musician. I'm the one who <laughs> yawned first, and I told you not to yawn. Yeah, I'm yawn free in 2003. That's it's not true. It's not going to happen. You're you are going to yawn before nope, this night. No, that's is the over. new. That's the new goal. I'm not yawning this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, that was apostrophe. The title track. I've got ants crawling on my phone. We have an ant problem in this room. You have an ant problem. I don't do anything in this room. I don't know why. Other than ants sit in here, here and talk for out. a little bit. I took everything out. All right. You it needs move to be on? sprayed down. When we when we re- redo it with the new desk that shows up, I'm going to wipe them out. Okay. We have stuff to do that. I'm going to wipe them the fuck out. Okay. All right. So. Let's move on to Uncle Remus. This is a song that we perform regularly when we perform. Oh, yeah. I don't want to ever cut this song out. It's the one Zappa song I get to play. It's not... Uh, it is still alienating, weird. kinda, but it's not as alienating as the others. Yeah, I agree. And if you don't know what Uncle Remus is, which most people nowadays do not, look at this picture. That is ghastly. Oh, it's an Uncle Remus picture. The way that. Jesus. Black people were depicted as just ghastly yeah. figures. I like insanely huge lips and noses. And, and like maniacal looking. Uh-huh. Like they were like, evil Like they were almost. inhuman. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were people in their fucking Bibles who believed that, you know, dark-skinned men are evil. The dark-skinned man is evil. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, the song, it's focused on a message against racism. A persistent problem in the 1970s when this song was released, specifically racism against African Americans. Multiple references are made to this issue, including the title of the song. Uncle Remus is the name of both a book containing African American folk tales published in 1881 and the eponymous narrator of these tales. Thanks, website reader. This is from a contributor on the Genius website. So yeah, it's clearly just a a fucking anti-racism song. I think very soulful. I think it turns weird live when we do it. Around this part, yeah. Oh when yeah, we're it like, does. I can't wait till my fro is full grown. That's when it's like what? <laughs> but then we say, knocking the jockeys off the rich people's lawns. Yeah, but it's also a dig. <laughs> yeah, at rich people Fucking with jockeys, which every once in a while, I we still I still see jockeys around here. Yeah, and that would. It, sh- it shocks and, and appalls me too. But fucking Confederate flags. Yeah, but if someone, can you imagine someone from that's lived in like L.A. their whole lives and it's like super liberal? Can you imagine them driving by a front porch and them seeing an actual jockey? And I'm talking full jockey form, 
black-faced and all, holding the lantern, completely painted like it was made yesterday. Yeah. They would, I mean, they would lose their fucking mind. They would run up, they would knock on that person's door and be like, how dare you? Yeah. Which it's true, it's fucking crazy, but there's so many hillbillies out here. There's so many... Yeah, there are. Ass backward motherfuckers out here. And it's, I think some people would be insanely scared if they knew the amount of people that I personally know and I'm not like friends with, but just know and have to deal with on an almost daily basis. You in particular, you live in a very hillbilly, rednecky area, a very small town. Uh, We both live here. You mean work? Work. Yeah. That's well, I don't I want to single people you out. Deal with that. Yeah. Well, what no, I mean, but you. I mean, you live in a. You work in a much smaller town. I live in a small town, and I work in a smaller town. <laughs> I work in a bigger town than I live in, but yeah. not by a lot. So, and I'm soon going to be working from home, so it's going to get even smaller for me. Yeah. So it's like I know people that still fly the N word around like it's not a big thing, and I, I have to just like necrophilia. Yes, necrophilia. I just have to like let it slide you hear that a lot because if i was to lose my shit about it all the time it'd be every day and i'm not changing their fucking mind anyway no you're just gonna have a confrontation i just gotta like avoid them and pretend like i didn't hear it or just be like you're an idiot and walk away i usually say like whoa like i do make it known that like that's ridiculous crazy but i'm not i'm obviously not gonna change their mind and some of the people do it just to get a rise. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. Fucking people are so weird around this place. I guess that's what I'm getting to. Don't yeah. move to Indiana. People are fucking weird Especially around this place. Especially not Southern Indiana. <laughs> it's rough. No Indiana. No Indiana. I, yeah, no Indiana. Fuck vote, Indiana. Vote no on Indiana. Just, yeah, please. <laughs> Let's just make this not exist anymore. Please. Force everyone out. Find better places to live. Get out! Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, we have one more track. One more track. This is very close to my heart now in my life. And very close to my fucking nose. Very close to your nose. Boom. According to this, to Genius, the song was inspired by a commercial for foot spray where a man takes off his shoes and a dog passes out. And then it has the actual commercial. <laughs> it's a Dr. Scholl's early 70s foot spray commercial. Well, guess what we're watching after this? Yeah. This is going to be a short episode anyway, so... Well, they can play it bit. at yeah. the end. Definitely. I want to play it right after this song, Stinkfoot. Yeah. This is so ridiculous. I remember one time, I don't remember who it was, but the girl at the pizza place. Yeah. I was listening to Zappa a lot. She was like... It wasn't this song, but he was talking about not flushing down tampons. Yeah. And she was like, what is he even talking about? And I was like, he's talking about real life fucking things, Megan. That's who it was. All right, Megan, he's talking about real life fucking things, all right? Not everybody's just going to the club every goddamn weekend. I thought it was Kate. No. No, Kate would never waste her fucking breath on complaining about my music. Because <laughs> it'd be all the time. Yeah. And Kate didn't really fucking care. 
who might take the She's good at zoning out. She was good at zoning out, and she didn't mind things like Soundgarden and stuff like that. So she didn't give a fuck too much. She gave a fuck about arguing about things that made no sense. She's the only girl I've ever gone. I've ever said this. The only person I've ever said this to. What makes you right? Physics? That's what makes me right? Physics? Reality? Stinkfoot, darling. Stinkfoot, darling. Stinkfoot puts a hurting on my nose. I know all about Stinkfoot. Stinkfoot, Stinkfoot. I don't know why. You ain't lying. Can you rinse it off? Why do you suppose my feet smell so bad? Because you sweat more in your feet than you do anywhere else on your body? Because you're not really stinky anywhere else on your body except for your nuts. I also wear shoes all the time. Pretty much from when I wake up to when I go to bed. I got. So you are making your feet sweat. So I got them enclosed the whole time. So out of 24 hours, probably about 17 of those. They're enclosed. And then you take your shoes off and then you shove them under the your blanket real quick. And I'm like, ooh! <laughs> <Ooh-wee>. <laughs> I'm a, and I will say, you got the stink foot, Tylen. <laughs> stink foot putting a hurt on my nose. <laughs> And more guitar flavor. This is a weird guitar tone. It's got like a flappy noise to mm-hmm. it. Flap, 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 flap. It's just all, the, all over the place. It sounds really messy. Oh, yeah. He likes it messy. I like this part a lot. Yeah, nobody writes like him. Nobody plays like him. There's artists in the world that, when you hear it, you just know who it is immediately. And he's fucking one of them for sure. Is it because people decided to be cleaner and than this and not sound so messy? Why I say that you can tell what's him? Yeah. No, I, I say okay that just because of the notes he chooses, the rhythms he chooses. Mm. It's not the, it's not the sloppiness. It's the the actual writing. What is your? It's like a less Claypool. I can. It's not necessarily the way he plays the bass. It's how the song actually sounds. Is what I can. Yeah, that's definitely a less Claypool song. Should be easy to see. The crux of the biscuit is the apostrophe. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. The man that was talking to the dog. Yeah. The dog, and he said. Sort of staring in disbelief. Yeah. You can't say that. Yeah. He said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to make noise over I it so we don't get flagged, Sam. Boy, we can actually talk about it something instead of just making random noises. I'm just jamming as you pull jam. your sweatshirt up and just rub your belly. I like to have my belly stick out of my body and put my hands over it. Yes, yes, yes. It's because I'm I'm a little bit hot. I do it all the time. But I'm not all the way hot. You're a little bit country. <laughs> I am absolutely no a country. A little bit extra white trash. I'll, 
Yeah, I'm a little white trash, but... You're more white trash than you like to admit. When I think... I'm white trash in a... In a way that I don't consider white trash. You trash! When I think of white trash, I think of, like, people that wear Tasmanian Devil t-shirts... You're thinking of bird t-shirts. You're thinking of people in the 90s. You walk around with stains all over your clothes, holes all in your clothes. It's not white trash. That's you're fucking a, you won't you'll specifically a, choose to not tie your fucking I'm shoes. A, that's and you'll not let, true. I tie my shoes all the time now. I don't want to fuck them up. Now. Yeah. We gotta use, talk about now. We can't talk about the past. Okay, well we're still talking about the fact that you have stains yeah. all over everything. I'm a working man. Holes all over everything. You will wear shirts that rats have chewed all the way through and you'll be like, I like this shirt. It's an old Slayer shirt that should have been thrown away years ago. An old Slayer? Okay. No. That's a tour shirt that should not be thrown away. There was one that was found in a garage. Slayer tour shirt. (laughs) That looked like a rat chewed holes all around the bottom. (laughs) It did. Oh, yeah. Now let's check out this. I was trying to do this with some sort of a smooth transition, but you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about a smooth transition. I'm it trying to make things. Unplug, and it's going to sound like you plugged it in. It would be great if you didn't argue everything that I said. It would be great if you just accepted it. I accept more than I should. I can't see The dog just fell over. Shoal dry antiperspirant. Sprays dry. Helps keep feet dry and odor free. It works. I want to see the dog fall over. Play it again. What kind of dog is it? Oh, no. Everybody's falling over. That's what it feels like when I take off my shoes. You are completely unaffected by it. No, I mean that's yeah. That guy's unaffected by his too. That's what I'm saying. I I I remember going over to Mike's one time, and he was like, he was like, ah, smells like my dog's ear infection. (laughs) God, I believe it. Disgusting. (laughs) I was like, I think that's my feet. You're. An interesting person. I got rid of those shoes. Ooh-wee. I started oh. getting multiple shoes. I read that that's the key. You can't wear the same shoes all the time. So you got to get those shoes a chance to get dry. Rotate. Yeah, because the the bacteria just sits in the moisture. All right. So it, you got to let it dry. It's question time. You got to let it dry. Okay, it's question time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question time. All right, Sam. So you have touched on this quite a bit already, uh, quite a bit in the beginning. Why did you choose this particular album? Because of what I said in the beginning. All right. <laughs> it's an easier going album for the, yeah, yeah. the Zappa collection. I, for the people that don't know, there's Zappa that gets really fucking weird. There's Zappa that's just classical music. There's Zappa that's just guitar music where it's just... 18 hours of noodling around on a guitar and even I can't handle that. So this is the one to give to people. So what do you think that I thought of this when you gave it to me? Gonna be easy. Yeah. 
And you liked it already. Yeah. My judgment prior to this is that it was going to be very easy. It's something that I'm extremely familiar with. I've heard so many times. It's a short album. I think it's an easy listen. So, yeah, no big deal. It is a short album. All right, Sam. How many times did you listen to this? This week, not a fucking one. All right. I probably listened to it about four or five times. I didn't listen to it as much as I should have, but I was also really sick and... I just wasn't yeah, in, were as into it. Um, least favorite song. Oh fuck! I forgot about. It. I haven't even do this. Indeed, you did. Yeah, you go first. You got one. You I don't have the track is? list in front of me. All right, I think I know. What I my... definitely know what my favorite one is. Oh, mine's malfunctioning. Oh no. You were fine. You, oh, no. You were unaffected. I asked you first anyway, so you can figure this out. Oh, I know what I'm going to choose. What is your least favorite song? I'm going to have to say... Uh, Excentrifical Force. Just because it's not much of a song. Mm-hmm. Just more of a poem put against a bass line. Yeah, I will definitely agree on that one. And it's the shortest of everything and the least uh, interesting in general. It's just kind of random, short, doesn't really hold its own. Yeah, if there had to be filler on the album, if I had to consider something filler, that would be the song. I agree. Favorite. Oh, boy. I do know my favorite track. So I will go ahead and say Cosmic Debris. It has always been my favorite. It is... I would say maybe my favorite because I think it's the grooviest for me. I mean, I think a lot of these songs are really groovy, but that one really speaks to me. I enjoy it. I like mm-hmm. the lady voices in the background. I was going to say, lot. it's got those soulful women in it. I really, I, I think that there isn't anything that even comes quite close enough to that for me. Like, I think that that's kind of above everything quite a bit. What's your favorite track, Sam? I think my favorite track of the whole thing is St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. It's just a very intricate, crazy, all-over-the-place song, and I've been working on that ending for a very long time, and I still don't have it all the way down. So it's still just... It's it's a song that I hold in a high regard. But I also love Uncle Remus. I think it's the actual best song song mm-hmm. really because it's i don't know it's beautiful it's beautiful and it jams it's brutal. and the lyrics are interesting they're funny and they're poignant and they mean something so have you always felt the same about this have you always really liked it did it take a while for this album to i don't remember i think the way it went was I kind of knew this. I didn't really know this album. And then I think that we saw that we were going to go see Apostrophe Live in full. And then we started listening to it that week. And then I think after we saw it live, it was like, okay, this is my jam now. Because there's been a few songs that I didn't really get into by Frank until I saw him perform live by Dweezil. And then they took on a whole new life. And then I kind of translated that into that, or into the Frank's versions, and ended up liking songs more because I saw Dweezil play them. Okay. Like Harder Than Your Husband. 
that song was just okay for me. And then when I saw it live, it's just it made it better. Plus, it's very funny. Are you playing with something? I can hear something. There's a piece of a wheel down here. Yeah, I can hear it. And it's clicking in and out as I move. I can hear it in my ears. Oh. I hear it through my ears. Would you recommend this today? I mean, I know you kind of have said this already. This no. This is the one that you would recommend to people, so. Absolutely not. All right. Would I choose to listen to this again? Yes. <laughs> sure would. Sure will. Ask me if I will. No. <laughs> I don't think that it, you deserve any amount of time on that anymore. I am going to read a review. So, a lady, a lady, one of the few ladies who listen to our podcast. You don't know Left these a things. review. You don't know our gender ratio. I do because I am an, an admin on the Facebook page and the majority of our fans are, I mean, out of people who I believe actually listen to it are mostly men. Mennonites. Most of the people who like the posts are men. So, <laughs> Anne Marie Jeffries, wife of Tom Jeffries, correct? Oh, yeah. These guys are great. I am listening to music I never would give a chance. Some I probably would never or won't ever listen to. Some Wait. Some I probably won't ever listen to some of it, but others I can't say I hate it. I love the commercials. It makes me laugh every time. Would love to see some Stephen King's movies reviewed like Misery. Keep up the great entertainment. Which is interesting because that is on my list because you've never actually seen that movie before. I think you mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah. So I think it's interesting as well. And we've talked about Stephen King movies. We've talked about the Lancaliers. We've we've been here before. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's why she said it. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for yeah, listening, yeah. Anne-Marie. For sure. Thank we you. We appreciate you. Miss Jeffries. Now it is time to... Sorry. You, you're getting really fidgety and just making a bunch of random noise. <laughs> Noodling with pens. Yeah, stop. You, and then you reached for the pen again. I'm just Get touching, your fucking hand uh, off of it. I'm touching the pad, pad of paper. Now I'm away. Next week, we will be reviewing an album... Of my choice. Yes. This week we will be listening to an album of my choice. I want to get this out before a certain documentary comes out. So, but I don't know if I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to listen to Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. A classic. Oh, cool. There's a a documentary coming out about Michael Jackson. So let's just do this before that oh. documentary comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. I don't really know the credibility. I don't know. Apparently it's really damning. So I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I just want to talk about the brilliance of the musical side <laughs> of Michael Jackson and the album Off the Wall. Wow. So until next time. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Uh... <laughs> I was just I'm laughing about something else. Um, yeah, you thank need you. to be in. in I was also us. getting this ready. I am in it. I'm so in it that I got lost. All right. So this is the end. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Couple of critics podcast. <laughs>